Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me again on the podcast. This is the second week of a series that I'm doing about preparing the environment for a multicultural workforce, multicultural staff, uh, a uh, culturally rich uh, environment. There's a word in it, culturally rich. Uh, There's some vocabulary for you when you're talking about this work. Mm, I, I like the way that sounds. I didn't expect to say that just right off the right off the bat, but it actually makes a lot of sense to what I want to talk about today. Mm, let me say that again. Culturally rich. Just say it with me. Culturally rich. How does that make you feel when you say that? Culturally rich. Hmm. I'm just staying in the moment right here. Because I feel this has got some energy behind it for me today. Culturally rich. Say it again. Whether you're walking or you're driving, maybe you're sitting in your office listening, say it. Culturally rich. Now I want you to say the phrase DEI. Which one feels better to you? Which one feels more like what you are trying to create in your organization? I like culturally rich. You know, I don't want to say too much about this right now because um, I'm still uh, still bringing out a lot of my thoughts around it. But what's happening in organizational life right now um, is that the phrase or the term DEI is so overused that it means nothing right now. And there are many of you in your organizations where you are starting to do this culture work And you're using this phrase DEI just because it's like industry relevant or whatever, but it means nothing to you in your organization. I want to coach you right now and tell you if that phrase, if that idea of DEI, which if you, if I'm honest, I mean, I work with people every day who have no clue what that means. If you're using that and it's not empowering you and the leaders around you to do really good culturally rich work, then you need to get rid of it. Come up with something else. Come up with a new term that's going to empower you, like culturally rich. (laughs) Language and vocabulary is so important in the work around building multicultural uh, organizations. You have to choose the language that works for you. You have to choose the language that's going to make sense for people in your organization. I'm here to tell you that you have permission to do that as a leader. Just like anything else that you would do. You have permission to do that. 
build your vocabulary around the things that are going to work for you, the things that are going to be long lasting for you, not just something that, you know, feels sexy or relevant in the market. It's so important. I'm about to write an article at some point called why DEI needs to DIE. <laughs> because um, it has become so convoluted in the marketplace, so convoluted in organizations. And I uh, am on a quest here, at least with my clients, for people to choose something new. Choose something that's going to empower you. So maybe that'll be the next installment of uh, preparing the environment is talking about language. But today, actually, what I want to talk about is, uh, and this is connected to this phrase, culturally rich, is I really want to talk to you about um, the, the next thing that is essential when you want to prepare the environment for new people to come in, new kinds of people to come in. And that is to celebrate culture. This is missed so often in quote DEI work is celebration. Do you celebrate well? I don't always celebrate well. Well, let me say this. I don't always celebrate myself well. <laughs> I love to celebrate. I mean, hey, I love a good party. <laughs> and the way that I'm wired, I usually see the uh, creative, uh, generative, um, ways of the world. That's just the way that I live my life. It's the way that I see people for the most part. Now, don't get it twisted. It doesn't mean I have rose colored glasses or that I don't see anything that's real. I do. I actually see it very real. And I'm choosing the way that I see the world. And so what's missing in a lot of, of the diversity work that's happening in organizations is a sense of celebration. Everything seems to lean towards a sense of dread a sense of compliance, a sense of fear, all these things. How might you do your culture work differently if you approached it from a sense of celebration instead of compliance? Let me say that again, celebration instead of compliance. How might you look at networking differently? How might you look at hiring differently? What I can tell you is, is if your business, your organization started to engage uh, potential talent that's coming into your organization from a sense of celebration, you will draw the people that you are looking for. You will draw them. Who doesn't wanna be in a workplace that is celebratory, <laughs> right? I mean, sometimes I think we just get so bogged down in the details and the day-to-day -day and the things we're trying to, uh, you know, trying to get done and check off the list that we forget that there is so much to celebrate, uh, particularly in spaces that are culturally rich. There are some of you right now that are leading organizations and you've approached this culture work from a sense of dread and compliance. But if you really were to go out, go out into, into um, you know, the office right now, if you guys are meeting in person, Go out in the office right now and look around and just note all the diversity that's in your office, right? You got to start somewhere. You got to start uh, with whatever you got. So maybe you have mostly white people uh, in your organization. Start there. Look at the diversity that happens amongst them, their different come froms, their different experiences, and see if you can celebrate it, right? Start there before you start 
you know, asking non-white people to come into your organization and then trying to work on celebration after that. It's going to be a lot harder. Start the practice now. Start the practice now because you're preparing the environment for the for new people to come in. Let's celebrate what is culturally rich. Let's celebrate through expression uh, what people love, what people uh, bring to the table in our organizations. Let's, let's approach this work through celebration instead of compliance. Now, here's what I know. I know that there are some things when it comes to uh, HR, to uh, legal ramifications, all of those things that um, a company needs to walk through to be compliant. But I would venture to say that most of the time when you are leaning into culture work, that we can approach it with a sense of celebration. Here's another word I wanna throw in there. Not only celebration, but innovation. Do you innovate at your company? You know, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I have seen a many a mission statement from companies and organizations all over the country. And usually it has something, there's something in that mission statement about how that company wants to innovate in something. How about you innovate in multicultural work? How about you innovate in a multicultural work environment? What would happen, again, if you actually started to approach culture work that way, from a sense of celebration, a sense of innovation, I think it could change everything. I think it could change so much of the conversation around diverse work environments right now. Because quite frankly, we could use a little, a little celebration. We could use a little light. We could use um, more conversation around opportunity that happens when it comes to diversity work and not all of this compliance and fear and dread and leaders uh, concern that they're gonna fall off of a cliff somewhere. It's time to shift. If you wanna prepare your work environment for different kinds of people, if you wanna get your space ready for people of different ethnicities, from different come froms, different experiences, you should start with celebration and innovation. Try that instead of compliance and dread. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.